Welcome back once again to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss part two of season four of The Sinner, written by Jonathan Corinne, directed by Adam Bernstein. I gave this episode an 8.5 out of 10. It looks like we got some things unfolding, some secrets starting to be revealed. And at the end, we find out that our matriarch may not be so forthcoming with all the information. And something definitely illegal is going on. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Subscribe, like, share. If you want to send feedback for The Center or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. We do get some insight into what is going on with Percy's car being near what is now known as a drug den. Harry goes out to see the captain and he says on the phone, I'm not even sure we're searching for a body. They still do not believe his, well, he himself is questioning his uh, recollection of events. So that's fair, but they have not retrieved a body, which is a little unusual, even though the, the waves were supposedly choppy that night. You would think by now it's been three days, possibly four but the, the ocean is a fickle place. So are we start, are we supposed to start to think that Harry is losing it? Because he does see her apparition several times this episode with the apparition talking back with clarity. <laughs> you know, why did you do this? You know, I can't answer that question. I'm inside your head, silly. And then there was another moment, which I swore was a dream and it wasn't. And I don't know which one is more nightmarish, the <laughs> the thought of itself or a reality. And we'll get to that moment a little bit later. But for now, he tells him we found the car. I don't know what to do. He's like, uh, dust for Prince. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. You get that from watching CSI, bruh. I mean, I understand that clearly he was put in this position and it was more political than than about competence. However, I think some of these basic ass questions that you're answering, you should be able to uh, put in motion yourself. Can we get a warrant? Yeah, the judge loves me. (laughs) You don't need probable cause. (laughs) To just get a warrant oh so inside the inside the car they find the fingerprints of cj lamb which is the son of stephanie and mike who have the fishing license which has caused such an uproar because it's competition between two fucking people <laughs> 
I mean, oh, the humanity. Or as I would like to say, the racism. Welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. They go to the restaurant. They speak with CJ, who is the worst liar. I don't know why people think that they're very, very thin stories. (laughs) And then the cops do a really good job because one, not the cops. He went and just deferred all of the questioning. It's like, uh, yeah, anytime you're ready, Harry. So where were you? Have you ever had any interactions with Percy? He's like, yeah, I barely even know her. Don't know who she is whatsoever. Uh, except she randomly gave me a ride one time after he's caught in the lie of, have you ever been around her? And he's like, no. Well, how did your prince get in the car? Oh, she gave me, she gave me a ride like some months, some months ago. (laughs) Okay. Uh, he tells him straight up, look, if there's anything you need to say, just say it now because we're we're going to come back. And, you know, we are. But he uh, continues to act as if with his father giving him a false alibi. He should be arrested for that. Technically, if they were trying to be a cruel world. And I feel as if <laughs> Stephanie and Mike are missing that point. Where he does give him a false alibi for the night that Percy disappeared. So they decide to look for more evidence. Chief Roskins is still, still considering who the person on the video could be that has kept him up all night. He also, Harry asks where the prints were and they see that they were on the dashboard. Harry himself goes back out to see what was his name? I'm not sure what his name was, but the drug dealer. And he says, look, uh, have you seen this person? And shows him the photo of CJ. He says, no, I ain't seen him. The same, same O. <laughs> Until he points out, like, I know what's going on here. I don't care. I only care about the missing girl. However, the chief might. So I'm just going to park myself down the road And hopefully I don't scare off any of your customers. So it decides at that moment to be like, fine, he was here. But he just came to score and that was it. I ain't got nothing else for you. But the fact that you also were clearly selling drugs to Percy means we're going to be having another conversation with this guy. That leads him to have now more evidence that he was in Percy's car was or did someone see them outside the bar that night or something to that effect or they think that they had an altercation because she came out and then when she came back into the bar she had an injury to her head they then go to the the Muldoons to update them with the chief continuously giving information to Colin. <laughs> well, you got his fingerprints in the car. You told him about that? What the fuck is wrong with you? Now, I don't think everybody should be given details about the investigation. 
And this scene also made it ridiculous when at the end he's like, did you tell her about that? Of course I wouldn't. Well, you keep telling them other information about the case that should be confidential. So please don't act surprised when I question you on this. (laughs) On leaking information to the family. Because you keep fucking leaking information to the family. Collins clearly, he's overcompensating. So that must mean he's hiding something. Because he wants it very much to be C.J. Lamb that murdered uh, or possibly did something with her. He uh, or she, no, he, he revealed that Percy had left the island for the summer or for quite some time and then came back, which is going to come up later. Something that was not brought up. Uh, the fact that they're not going to do anything about CJ because as they are questioning him, she, he kept saying the things that we did together. And I'm like, are you talking about drugs and sex? Are you underage? I thought you were in college. Why are you acting like that? So insidious. <laughs> Unless you did something else more nefarious. I don't know what you meant. Cause they did eventually get him to come to the station because, uh, he was busted out with his lies. And at first he is up front saying, look, I had a crush on her. Clearly. They said he was psycho. Even the chief said he was psycho because he punched Colin in the face after he made a clearly borderline racist remark about the fact that they have it in China. Kick his ass, sea bass. How the fuck that all at all escalated? <laughs> <laughs> to this i do not know of the or him having this reputation of being out of control he's a fucking college student and for all of his drug use and i do mean cocaine use i'm in love with the coco i'm in love with the coco i got it for the lolo i'm in love with the coco I can never not resist using that meme. (laughs) I just can't. Goes hand in hand with anyone using cocaine. He also, like, if your ex-girlfriend, even under the influence of drugs, cocaine is kind of a, I mean, it's a drug, but it's not one that, erases all rationale i would not think i mean sure it makes you more risky i don't know i've never done cocaine what am i talking about like i know the (laughs) side effects it's still fucking weird if your ex-girlfriend is missing or possibly dead and you're erasing all the photos of the time you stalked her with her relationship with the other guy whatever his name was the way hotter one um (laughs) because they went and questioned him too forgot what his name was jesus i will get names by the end of the season brandon that was his name uh and and not only were you stalking her which is fucking weird i I don't get that part i don't you know i love you so much or i like you so much that i stalk you that's not fucking acceptable tv and i don't know what the fuck this kid's doing then she comes over to your home to tell you a secret a secret you didn't think to ask too hard about under the influence and you're like well this is the perfect time to make my move and while she said it wasn't fine she and they end up having this sexual affair based on his infatuation and her and fueled by her 
<laughs> drugs. So it's not a real relationship. Clearly, she's doing it due to some whatever feelings or whatever secret that they never ever got to telling each other or her telling him. And I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know why he got so caught up in loving. I mean, I guess that's the whole hindsight's a bitch, right? He was so infatuated, so in love with this idea of her that he ignored all of the the clear red signs that said that she clearly did not have any actual feelings for you. Uh, she even ghosted you without you getting a response. Then she calls him only to say, look, I did have feelings for you in the past tense. And then all of a sudden you're into... Well, fuck my heart, fuck my soul. I just want to be with you. And that's not healthy at all. <laughs> and worth pointing out, although that still doesn't make you psychotic, just makes you a very sad sack that unfortunately needs to to learn some, I don't know, some healthy relationship goals. He... We do find out where the little Buddha came from. And I feel like on that island, it shouldn't have been hard. (laughs) It should should not have been hard. (laughs) To find out who possibly could own this. But there is, uh, there was the analysis report that said the prints all belonged to Percy on those objects found. So one has to, presume that she's the one that left those objects there so the rope for the memory with her her grandma uh then we have the buddha which is her memory with cj or their relationship cj explains he got it because their father gave one to everyone in the family oh and they have another another child his older brother or he didn't say older or younger brother, that's still in Hong Kong. I want to know why they left Hong Kong and, well, maybe because it's because he's going to college here. And if the, if the other brother had like a job there, I don't think it's going to be relevant. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be relevant or not, but uh, that was more information we learned. But I wonder if like CJ has a one of those complexes, if your brother is more successful somewhere else and then you're here trying to struggle in America, then you have the whole racial aspect of it as well, trying to fit in. But that's another thing I just don't understand and just call it me. This country is fucking huge, huge, huge. Why stay in a place where you are not welcome? Especially like an island situation. And it was the same issue I was having with Midnight Mass. Like, why would you come to an island that's clearly predominantly Catholic and you come from a Muslim faith and expect to live in any type of harmony? And if you do start going through that, why would you then stay there? 
as much as I mean, I, I don't like Ohio all that much, but I plan on moving at some point and I did move and then I came back <laughs> temporarily. But this is a temporary thing. I will be not staying out the end of my days, hopefully in this state. But it's not so bad that I'm like, it needs to be immediate. Like if I felt just absolutely miserable and I felt like my child, like that's the reason why I left Indiana because my child was not being exposed to the best of our civilization in that particular state. So I moved back to a much more, if not worse state and more acceptable (laughs) <laughs> well, at least I thought until eh, still it's still um, far, far less, far less. She's at least integrating, whereas 10 years there, she did not. But that is neither here nor there. These are just all the questions I have for the character of CJ that I'm trying to understand about him. Percy seems to be filled by guilt. Uh, don't know about what or why. But she did seem to be really in with uh, with Brandon. Brandon is asked, why did she end the relationship? And he says, I don't know. She just suddenly stopped seeing me. And now I'm married and I get a kid and I'm not worried about it. But it was something that she called off and not him. So that's intriguing. I wonder if we'll get any more of him because we did have him in episode one as well. And since, you know, everyone's going to have secrets, we need to know all of the juice in the dirt. And we got a lot of juice coming out of part two. So now CJ, no one thought to address the fact his parents that he has a drug problem. (laughs) Because they stonewall. Uh, Mike gets uh, an attorney. Stephanie is like, this shit's going to get worse. I don't understand why you keep trying to protect our son when maybe the truth will be better and they learn this after he is beat up as well as a rock being thrown in the restaurant due to Colin of course even though and I will appreciate the chief saying even after he admitted to what he did that we still are going to find that person responsible because he was assaulted Whatever you feel about what he did. I mean, it's clear one of them did it. It's just now they have to find the evidence. But going and attacking someone just because you thought they did something is bullshit. Uh, He seems to be this testosterone field. I feel like I've used that word 14 times this episode. (laughs) Drinking game. Now you get that's how many shots I owe you. Uh. But I don't know what his deal is, but it's, it's highly, it's highly, ugh. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I feel when I see it. And he, he has, that's a, that's an actor that plays that type of character too. <laughs> You're always looking sus. Sus and full of shit. So, CJ finally, after the beatdown comes clean, and he tell, after the parents were arguing, over the fact that he was attacked at the station. That's when he says, look, I'm, (laughs) I want to help you seriously, but this is not going to go away. So he admits that, yes, he did see her. Well, he says he'll only talk to Harry. That's fucked up. (laughs) Considering you don't got a badge and the, the chief should stay there. 
at least a fucking deputy. Where did that other guy go? (laughs) But he tells him, look, I did see her. She called me. We already went over most of that conversation. She just wanted to apologize. But once uh, he's rejected, he gets angry. Like you're so fucking selfish. All you care about is uh, your own bullshit. And you leave me hanging. But when they struggle, she accidentally hits her head and realizing that he hurt her, he apologizes. And just when the incident would have been concluded, it turns out she feels, uh, kind of feels like this is what she deserves. Like you didn't do anything wrong. I did this to you and I shouldn't have. And that's the end of their interaction. He said he went back to Deez's. Oh yeah, that's his name. And scored drugs. And I believe him. (laughs) My guess is she said she was clean. So if she, if her car died out by Deez's, my guess is she went to score drugs after this. what she said because i watched this last night (laughs) she said i want to tell the truth but they won't let me so who is they i think it has something to do with that clan of a family of hers because there's still too many deep in her home just way too many the the patriarch is he the patriarch yes i think he's the patriarch he wanted to go talk to mike but they were like absolutely not Back at the station, Harry and Lou tell Meg what they have learned. She thinks that CJ is still guilty. And she also claims to have seen the wound on Percy's head that night, which can't be possible because she clearly stated she saw Percy after her shift at 5 p.m. and not afterwards. So he thinks that Lou leaked the information to Meg. He swears he did not. And they both realize that she's lying as she drives away. So why is she lying? What is she trying to keep hidden? Why did Percy go to the mainland for several months? And then she seemed to come back clean. And then as soon as she is on this island for more than 24 to 48 hours, she seemingly kills herself. Something happened here. We don't know. We saw her looking at someone in the shadows. That's what he asked. Like, did you follow her? He's like, no, I didn't. He also admitted that during sex, uh, CJ, that Percy wanted him to hurt her and that's what caused them to fall out in the first place. That's when she realized she was crossing the line with CJ because he wanted, she wanted him to choke her out, which that might just be kinky, but he suspected it was a little bit more than that and it freaked him out. But then, then that goes back once again (laughs) to CJ knowing that experience and then at the time that she's clean and might move on and do something healthy you being like no 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 I'd rather just have the the sloppy shit that we had 
Stop it. Get some help. I did point out that he masturbated to her picture, right? Because that's some weird shit as well. <laughs> Still not saying psychotic, okay? Not psychotic, but I, I certainly... <laughs> I don't think the Muldoons know what we know. So I think they're overreacting, but <laughs> just between us, he could use some counseling. There was a scene between Harry and Sonia this episode where she was reading him some island, Hanover Highland tale in the islands. And the the subject of suicide is brought up, is brought up because brought's not a word. Sonia admits that she was suicidal at one point, that she had lost a lot of what gave her meaning in life. And the thing that changed is that her mother or her sister got sick and they needed her. She couldn't paint. She couldn't do anything. I liked how she talked about depression and being in that dark place, but then finding one's way out. And life has a way of, of when people need you. That is when you are away from that dark place. And I think that's the best analogy they've really given thus far for, because there's a lot of similarities, you know, of course, the choking, you know, that Hera likes to be choked out and even said, when it looks like you want to hurt me, that's when I'm most turned on, which is, you know, a thing. So I'm, I'm seeing these similarities between the two characters. And I think that Harry does deal with depression, even though it hasn't been, I think last season was better. Uh, it was better smoothed out as far as uh, the characterization. And I liked her analogy of why he takes on these cases, like him needing to solve something. These puzzles is really the only thing that's making him feel needed in this world, wanted in this world. I really can't stand that y'all made me like Sonia. (laughs) You know, I was giving her all of the shit last season, but she has been uh, a very supportive partner. And now I'm like, Harry, do better. (laughs) I mean, she's opening up so much to him and she's ready to listen. And yet he does not. He continues to simply get defensive. Like, well, why would you bring that up? And here she was thinking more about herself in that moment and this girl because he also, uh, he also brings up the idea that I talked to Percy. She seemed level-headed. She seemed wise. She didn't seem like she was suicidal. So if we can't see those signs on the outside, what does that mean? And I'm wondering if there's another analogy in there between Sonia. Is she not seeing the depressive parts of Harry or is she seeing them with clarity and she's just trying to ease him because she loves him into this uh, continuing opening place between them? Because he comes from a very damaged, uh, damaged (laughs) background. I think I have covered all that needs to be covered in this episode. Uh, as stated, uh, another good one. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below. Social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Till the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Correct.